0: Welcome to Dear Wallflower, your podcast advice column where every week your hosts will answer a letter from listeners just like you, answering the big life questions facing today's women. Make sure to stick around for our weekly recommendations on books, movies, music, lifestyle, beauty, and more. We're so glad you're here. Grab a cup of tea and come on in. Welcome, dear listeners, to this episode of Dear Wallflower. I am your host, Keelia Clarkson. I am an actress, writer, filmmaker, and the editor-in-chief of Wallflower Journal. And with me today is my lovely co-host,
1: Jessica Schroeder. I'm a writer and PhD candidate, a food blogger, tea drinker, and adjunct theology professor.
0: We would like to thank each and every person who's listening in today. We are just so glad that you decided to join us, and I hope you have something warm to sip on as you listen. We'll be getting to this week's letter in just a few moments, but first, let's get into the pre-letter segment of the show called Roses and Thorns, where we recount our highs and lows of the week, starting with our biggest challenges or frustrations, our thorns, and finishing off with a blessing or positive, hopeful experience, our roses. So Jessica, what was this week's thorn and this week's rose? This week's thorn for me was
1: quite a bit of neck and head pain, unfortunately, that I've had for over a week. It's been mm. quite quite the journey. Um, it's the sort of thing that affects my shoulders too. So it's, it's difficult to know exactly what to do because it kind of needs massage and stretching to get better because it's so tight, but then also needs to be rested. So kind of like <sighs> figuring out that balance between the two, like warm it, ice it, massage it, stretch it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even like normal household activities and like bending down, like to empty the dishwasher can like hurt. So yeah, aside from walking, I haven't really been able to exercise. So that's just been a bit of a rough patch for me, but I've been making it through. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, and, and my rose might, might seem a little bit funny, but I guess it stands out to me because it's a bit of a comfort amidst all that pain. Um, so I've really been enjoying a new fleece that I bought. Um, Mm. and I'll preface, preface this by saying, um, it feels like I rarely purchase new clothing. So when I do, it feels pretty special. Um, Mm. even though I wear clothes, I know y'all do, we all wear clothes every day and they get a lot of use. I honestly, I can find it easier to spend $20 on a bottle of, wine that we might drink in a weekend than like $40 on a shirt that I'll wear, you know, many times. (laughs) So I think that says a little bit about, you know, what I value in life. Um, (laughs) I'm a bit more on the minimalist side as far as um, possessions are concerned, but all is to say, I found a really nice quality fleece for just $25 at Sierra. So quick shout out to Sierra, the outdoorsy version of TJ Maxx. It's so soft and cozy and purple, and it has this lovely detail around the half zipper that's like, makes me think of New Mexico, which is
0: hmm, a great thing. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Wow. I want a fleece now. Is it like one of those kind of teddy bear looking like jackets? It's not like the really furry, fuzzy, no. Okay. Um, but it, it's really super soft though. Love it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um so I know that I keep complaining about the weather. <laughs> but that's not going to stop this week. I'm sorry, everyone. So my, you are in a different location was a single digit weather. Welcome. Yeah, so I'm exactly. So it's kind of different, (laughs) Um, but it was a single digit weather. Welcome back to New York. Um, So we left Los Angeles after a very, very short three day um, visit the other week where it was 70 degrees and beautiful and sunny clear skies (laughs) and we flew all the way across the country and landed in new york to nine degree weather and we walked off the plane and we felt this arctic blast immediately just like whip us in the face and we looked at each other and said i don't know about this anymore (laughs) and um of course Uh, we aren't able to control the heating, like when it comes on in our apartment. And so we just spent the next few days wearing many, many layers and attempting to not completely freeze. (laughs) Um, So sorry. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) But as for my rose, it had been a while since I had been back in LA And while I grew up there, I did not know how I was going to feel being back. And of course, I mentioned this in um, the last podcast, but we were there to shoot a few scenes from my husband Nathan's new movie, Bright Sky, and I was pretty nervous. I was going to be in every single scene, and it had been a little while since I had actually just acted like that on a set. Um, But it ended up going really well on all fronts. It looked beautiful. The set was amazing. I'm so proud of everything that Nathan put together. And mm. it just felt like a crew of friends getting together to make something wonderful. And so my rose was getting to be part of that. Wow, that's a joy. It so is. glad. Um, all right, so a couple of things before we move on to our letter for this week. If you have been enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. I know I say that every single time, but it really helps boost the podcast and get it in front of other people who might um, get something from it and enjoy it. And also just share with a friend. And we would also love to encourage you to send in your own letter to dear Wallflower at wallflowerjournal.com. We would love the opportunity to speak into the issues that you are facing today. Okay, so let's move on to our letter for this week, which covers the subject of whether to chase our dreams or stick with what's familiar. Dear Wallflower, help. There are some days in my life when I think I can accomplish my dream. And then there are days when I think I should do something simpler. I can't cross the gap. What I mean is, there are some steps along the way to my dream that I think that I sometimes think I can't do. It will take lots of work and testing to get even halfway there. I know it can be done, but the doubts of what I must do that I am not good at are still there. What should I do? Follow my dream while being realistic? Just choose something I think I can cross? Just ignore my dream? Sincerely, with a touch of mixed feelings, Ruby. All right. I love that she started off her letter with help. (laughs) It's just such a, like a, I am so desperate. So Jessica, what are your thoughts for Ruby?
1: There is quite a mixture of things expressed here. Um, Ruby shows a lot of back and forth in what she's expressing. I think it, it almost feels like a bit of an overgrown garden or forest in which it can be difficult to find a path through. So I can only imagine how mm. Ruby feels if this is just how I feel upon upon reading her letter. Um, I want to start by restating a few things that she admits in her letter so we can all kind of be on the same page about what she's asking here. So she says, there are days in which her dream seems detainable. That mm-hmm. she can accomplish it. There are days in which she she, um, she thinks that she should do, quote, something simpler. There are days when she feels like the gap between where she is now and wants to be feels impossible to cross. Um, however, when she clarifies this, she also admits that there are steps along the way that she sometimes thinks she can't do. And notice she says, or she doesn't say that she can't do them, full stop. More just that she sometimes thinks she can't. hmm She admits that taking some of the steps to achieve her dream will take both lots of work and, in her words, testing. And then she also admits that she knows it can be done, but it sounds like she also doubts what she is capable of concerning some of the work to be done along the way. And this creates some pause. All in all, she is caught between whether or not to pursue her dream. And her final Mm -hmm. questions ask for advice about whether to follow her dream or choose something easier to achieve. She even asks if she should ignore her dream. Mm. Now, without more specifics about her situation, it's difficult to know how to give particular direction in this case rather than offer her um, specific direction regarding this particular case, I will provide some practical steps that she can take to help her discern her own path forward with regard to her dream. And this can also be applied to any listener concerning any dream that any of us might be holding as well. So the first step I would recommend is be specific. Mm. What is your dream? State it in a simple sentence. For example, I desire to write a book about blank that will help people blank. Just write it out, simple sentence, clearly. (laughs) Having only a nebulous idea of a dream that is not concrete will make the discernment process difficult, if not impossible. You need to get clear about what you desire to achieve if you're going to assess whether and how it would be possible.
0: Mm, Yeah, you need to have a really clear understanding of exactly what am I deciding between. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, Second step after that, I would say is know your why, like Mm K-N-O-W, know what your why is. Mm -hmm. In addition to knowing what you want to achieve, you have to get clear on why you want to achieve it. Having less to do with your abilities, this step is key to discerning if your dream is worthy of pursuing. Um, As an example, if you're merely pursuing a dream because you think it would be cool or because someone once mentioned offhandedly that you'd be good at it, even though such things might carry you through a bit of the initial stages towards such a dream, they aren't solid enough to build a life direction upon. So as you consider your specific dream that you have now named from step one, ask yourself why it matters to you. Why this dream and not another? Why do you want to achieve this? Your why needs to be substantial and deeply rooted if it's going to be capable of weathering hard work, testing, and potential waves of doubt. Third, I recommend the step, be honest. Be honest with yourself about your gifts, your abilities, and your desires. What do you want? Why? Why? What are you good at that would contribute to achieving this dream? Mm -hmm. However, also be honest about your shortcomings. What about trying to achieve your dream would be difficult? Are such things surmountable with time, effort, practice, even appropriate help from others? Or do the gaps in your own skills, abilities, resources, or whatever it be truly appear to be severely limiting? Mm -hmm. What would need to happen to help you overcome some of these obstacles? When seriously discerning whether to pursue a dream, it is vital to be brutally honest with yourself in all aspects. And I'm not saying not to pursue something because there might be some hurdles to overcome. On the contrary, if they are surmountable, success in these areas can be part of what is so meaningful about the journey toward achieving your goal. However, don't let failure to be honest with yourself keep you tethered to a dream that you may need to be open to releasing.
0: Mm, that's, that's a really, really rough thing to do. I think is release this lifelong dream that you might've had that you're going, I think I might be wanting this for maybe the wrong reasons, or maybe I'm not even, I wasn't created to do this mm-hmm. and that that's okay. But that's yeah. a really rough thing to do. It's true. It, it can be such a, a wonderful process of self-discovery,
1: if that's a good way to, to phrase it. Mm-hmm. It can be hard, like you said, to release something that you've held onto for so long and maybe even put part of your identity into. Yep. But at the same time, once you finally make that step, if you're supposed to release something, or at least part of something, maybe it's reframing what your dream is or yeah. something like that. Like It can be so freeing to realize, oh, this doesn't fit me. This isn't who I am like anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've changed in some way, or you know, just recognizing we're all we're all always ourselves, and yet we're also becoming something different. You know what I mean? This continuity yeah. and discontinuity. We're, we're both at the same time, so it's helpful to yeah. recognize. Uh, step four is don't discern alone. Bring mm. along trusted companions who know you well and can be honest with you. And seek a diversity of voices, so people from different seasons of life and who know nope. you from different arenas, be that family, friends, coworkers, schoolmates, fellow churchgoers, etc. While I don't necessarily think that others will certainly know what is best for us at all times, having a diversity of voices weigh into your decision making can be helpful um, a helpful litmus test. And, you know, pay attention to whether there are any common themes in the feedback that you're receiving and what words of wisdom you might need to heed and recognize Mm -hmm. too that it's possible you may be meant to pursue a dream, even if others in your life don't understand or don't support you. Be particularly cautious with this kind of discernment. This, uh, the key is to ask yourself why they don't support you and, or what it is that they don't understand. Again, I can't give specific advice about knowing more about your particular situation, but there may be times when we need to be faithful and obedient to an urge that we feel to do something meaningful in the world, even if there are voices telling us not to. It all comes down to discerning each unique situation. Mm -hmm. And then fifth and finally, I would say consider what happens next. So what if you do achieve your dream? What then? Is it the kind of thing that once achieved is over, like Rapunzel finally seeing the floating lanterns that she's waited for her entire life? This is not something that she can live (laughs) into in a regular way going forward. Instead, she finds a new dream. So is your dream something that will carry you forward into a particular way of living or a particular sort of career? Is it something that will shape your life going forward or will be completed once you reach it and require a shift in what you focus on? Be prepared for the possibility of reaching this stage if you decide to pursue your dream. What we want to avoid is the sense that once we achieve our dream, we blankly wonder, now what? Considering what comes next once you achieve your dream is a helpful way to remain purposeful about your life and how you are bringing your skills and gifts to the world. While we may not be able to predict what will come next, it can be helpful to have some ideas in mind. So in general, I don't think that dreams should be ignored, but not all dreams are supposed to be acted on to the same extent either. Mm
0: -hmm. Dreams
1: vary greatly in size and scope and potential effect on our lives and so forth. Mm -hmm. This is why I think that the first two steps of being specific about your dream and knowing your why are so crucial. They can be instrumental in helping you determine whether your dream really has firm roots that can be planted in The life that you're currently living or if it ends up being a bit too fantastical Mm -hmm. recognize too that even if you determine that your specific dream is not one that you can or ought to pursue um, consider if there are related themes that can be part of a new dream one that is attainable for you overall i recommend that ruby thoughtfully and prayerfully work through these steps Sometimes our circumstances present closed doors, but sometimes we're meant to forage ahead and keep knocking on closed doors to see what might open. Yeah. (laughs) Other times we're meant to set a dream aside, perhaps for just a season, perhaps for the rest of our lives, there is not a one size fits all approach or answer. And lastly, I'd say keep in mind that dreams can and do change over time. You may find yourself pursuing a dream that ends up taking on a bit of a different shape or hue over the course of your journey, and that's okay. Often the unforeseen shaping and shifting of our dreams is one of life's greatest gifts, since we discover so much about ourselves and the world along the way. Mm -hmm. I hope these tips can bring you some clarity, Ruby, and and that you find joy and purpose whatever you decide. That
0: is a great last point, is... To be open to your dream, kind of shifting and changing, and maybe leading you in a different direction that you never thought you were gonna go down. But if the door is open and they present themselves, it's kind of like, yeah, walk through it, you know? Um, I will start off by saying our writer is expressing a very human worry. Mm-hmm. Should I pursue something that I don't have any guarantee on how it will turn out, but it has a lot of potential to be very fulfilling? Or should I pursue something that I know will be fruitful, but I'm not necessarily passionate about? And I think most of us have had this worry. We've, we've had this kind of back and forth. We're caught between our idealism and our desire for something great and something bigger than us. And then on the other hand, our anxiety and our need for security and knowing what we can expect. And while Ruby did not explicitly tell us what her dreams are or what her alternative career would be, I think if she felt desperate enough and was questioning her decision enough that she wrote this letter in, There is something inside her that when she attempts to settle on something that she isn't passionate about, she feels like something is missing. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for her to explore why it is that some days she feels that she can accomplish her dreams, and other days it feels like too much. What is causing this shift for her? Is it someone in her life that's speaking into her, whether in the positive or in the negative, or is it her own inner voice that switches between optimism and pessimism? Only Ruby can answer this, of course, but I have found that when I feel my emotions shifting back and forth like this, it's been helpful to me to almost step, step outside and, um, look at myself the way that maybe a counselor would and try to assess exactly what is causing this shift for me.
1: That's a good point. Cause I feel like depending on what that is, it might determine how, how to address, you know, going forward. Is it okay? Yeah. There's a, there's a voice outside. That's actually not one I need to listen to, or maybe it is one that I should listen to, or if it's internal, then, you know, what's bringing that up. That
0: That's important. Yeah. Is it a me problem? Is it a something else in my life problem? It's, you have to kind of focus in on, on that. Um, and the second thing that I think is important to get into is Ruby said that there are some things that are involved in achieving her dreams that she thinks she can't do. And I want to ask Ruby what she means by this, what, what, why she thinks she can't do these things. Does she mean that she isn't skilled at a particular facet of her dream yet? Or that she is not capable of doing something, that she won't ever be capable of doing something? And I ask this because I often fall into the trap of, I can't do this, I'm not good at this, et cetera. And I think that kind of inner self talk um, really puts us in a box. It's very final. Um, that way of speaking about ourselves. I cannot yeah. do this, you know, yet. Like versus, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Versus I am not good at this yet, or I haven't done that yet. And I'm nervous about it, or I haven't learned this yet. Um, the reality is that none of us are able to perfectly perform every facet of something that we love to do right off the bat, even something that we're good at right off the bat. Um, Meryl Streep, you know, she's one of the most renowned actresses of our time, right? And I'm sure all of her talent is very natural. She has natural acting ability, but then she had to learn how to be on movie sets and know how those worked. And speaking from personal experience, they are very technical and there's a lot to learn there. Um, To use another example from the movie industry, because I don't know, (laughs) no other example is coming to mind for me. Um, But Greta Gerwig is a now very successful film director. I think her most recent was Little Women or maybe that was her second most recent. I'm not sure. But it was so beautiful, so good. But I don't think anyone has seen her very first movie that she made in her mid-20s. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It was not, you know... Phenomenal! Um, <laughs> I mean, You don't become great overnight, movie. right? Yeah. No, it was her first movie. She was still learning all of the tricks of the trade, and even though that, um, even though she had a natural, God-given talent, there were still aspects of filmmaking that she was not good at yet. And last example, a personal example: um, when I first started writing for the outlet that I am now a staff writer for. I felt so overwhelmed. I had natural writing talent. You know, I had always done well in English class and I liked to write things on my own, but I hadn't really written articles. And it used to take me days to write something that I was sort of happy with. And now, a couple of years down the road, it's like bing, bang, boom, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I learned. That being said, I do think this point comes with a caveat, and that is, do your skills line up with your dreams? This is going back to what Jessica said about being brutally honest with yourself. I don't mean that, you know, are you perfect at this already, but are you naturally talented at your dream? I think I've used this example before, but we have all seen those American Idol auditions where the person really, really thought that they were good. I guess. Um, and to everyone else, it's plainly obvious that they were not good singers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's prudent, I think, to, um, make your skills, your dreams to pursue something that you were created to do something that falls in line with who you already naturally are. So Ruby can ask herself, if her dream is something that she already has a natural talent for. Yeah, but that's such
1: a good point too, like that you highlighted the the need for time to develop our skill in something that even if you have a predisposition to being good at something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're not going to become an overnight success. And I think part of the social media age that we live in we we don't see that progress the the long mm. days the hard work the years and years of toil that people put in to become excellent at their craft we just see the end product that's neatly packaged in a book in a in a movie in an instagram post whatever it be yeah. and we think oh well i'm not capable because i i can't just make that happen right now it's like well do you think that they did it right <laughs> in the snap of a yeah. finger so just you know yeah how help, helpful to like remind ourselves there's so much work behind the finished product and that exactly if we care enough and, and like, and we, you know, like testing, like you're that, that why, like, what are the roots? How, how deep do these roots go? Okay. You know, can that carry me through the the daily grind that I'll have to get, go through to, to get really good at that and and still mm-hmm. find meaning in, in that process.
0: Exactly. It's, oh, well, you know, I don't sound like Beyonce so much. I must not be a good singer. Or <laughs> Beyonce is Beyonce trained. for a <laughs> Right. Like she, maybe she worked really hard. <laughs> um, my point in saying everything that I said before the caveat is I think Ruby might be getting in her own way hmm. and shutting down possibilities because she's afraid of failure or she might be expecting perfection from herself right off the bat. But the reality is, Failure is simply a part of anything we set out to do. I was recently watching a movie where this girl is, you know, attempting to control her life in a very unhealthy way and, you know, get things right. And it's like, she keeps like reliving the same day to like get it right. And it's never quite right. And this guy is talking to her and he says, life is messy. You have to be okay with the mess. And that really resonated with me. And I wonder if it would with Ruby as well. Life is not always going to go exactly according to plan. In fact, a lot of times it won't. And so it's best that we learn how to embrace that mess and see what we can do to find the beauty and the meaning in it. Um, So moving on to what else Ruby said, she mentioned that this dream would require a lot of work a lot of testing and time invested. And to that, I say, that's amazing. This is something that if you do decide to pursue it, will feel incredible when you have finally finished those tests and the work that it takes to, I'm assuming here, but obtain the degree or the license. I think anything we really love to do Anything that we want to do with excellence and um, craftsmanship, which I think are things that we should always all be striving for in whatever we do in life, that's going to take a lot of hard work. And I don't think the amount of work something will require of us should be the reason that we don't pursue it. So let's finally answer Ruby's last questions. Mm -hmm. What should she do? (laughs) Pursue her dream while being realistic, choose something she thinks that she can do or ignore her dream. Obviously we cannot make this decision for Ruby, but I think her question might be, her first question might be her answer. If she chooses to pursue this dream, if she finds that she is naturally really gifted in this field and it would truly be fulfilling for her, then she can pursue it while being realistic about the drawbacks and about the work that is required, about the failure that she will encounter, about what this line of work really entails. And if Ruby can maybe connect with someone who's already in this field, and I hate this saying, but pick their brain a bit, um, that might be really helpful for her to help her understand the reality of her dream and whether or not she will be satisfied in by it in the way that she thinks she will be. With all of this said, I will wrap this up by wishing Ruby the best of luck as she makes these decisions about with which path to pursue. I pray that we were able to shed some light and offer encouragement and insight on this issue for her. It is time for the May We Suggest segment of the podcast where we suggest to you the things that we have been reading, watching, eating, or wearing this week that made us really happy to be alive. Everything we suggest will be linked in the description of this episode for you to check out. So Jessica, what is your suggestion this week? This week, I am suggesting
1: a book called I Am a Leader with a Mm. subtitle, When Women Discover the Joy of Their Calling by Angie Ward. Angie is um, actually a friend and mentor of mine, and I finally begun to dig into this book of hers over the last week. It feels particularly fitting, for this topic of our letter, I I think, and I imagine most women uh, listening in will find themselves somewhere within its pages. While It is about the idea of women discovering their identities as leaders. Angie defines this very broadly and also focuses a lot on the notion of calling and discerning one's calling. So I found it um, thought-provoking and insightful. I hope others will check it out and find it helpful too.
0: Oh, incredible. I'm glad you did something that was um, in reference to today's letter because I did not. (laughs) That's (laughs) (laughs) fine. One of us gave a a good uh, resource. (laughs) Um, so this week I could not help myself. I'm suggesting a cherry crisp recipe (laughs) that I have not stopped thinking about. So I've heard so much about this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was making it when, when Jessica came over for a tea time, I was going to go make it. And I'm so sad that that she didn't get to have a little bit because it was just so good. That's okay. I had Um, great cookies instead. (laughs) There you go. You made up for it. Um, so this, or when I'm sorry, when I was in Colorado with my husband, we do tea times on Sundays with his parents. And, um, normally we would make cookies or just something similar to that. But the other week I decided to make a cherry crisp, which is essentially just warm cherry pie filling topped with granola and brown sugar and just lots of great things like that. And it was absolutely incredible. I could have eaten the entire pan all by myself and we all put a little bit of whipped cream on top and everyone just loved it. So if you are looking for a crowd-pleasing dessert, go ahead and check out the tre- cherry crisp recipe linked in the show notes. All right. To wrap up this episode, Jessica, how can you get in contact with you and find, connect with you?
1: Listeners can find me on my food and lifestyle blog, thisrealjourney.com
0: and on Instagram at Jessica J. Schroeder. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can search my name on any of the socials and reach out. And of course, check out Wallflower Journal, where we have new articles coming out every week about relationships, beauty, recipes, personal stories, and so much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Wallflower today. If you have a question you'd like answered, you can send your letter to Dear Wallflower at WallflowerJournal.com. Every letter we read will be kept totally anonymous. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.